Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, I'm a kangaroo. Hi, I'm a Blix and Girl. And I'm Carly Minogue. And you're listening to It's Just a Game, the podcast where we watch reality TV so you don't have to. Tonight, we continue to dissect Series 2 of The Traitors of Australia. Welcome to It's Just a Game. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of It's Just, just a game. game. There we go. <laughs> the podcast where we watch Rocky TV, so you, you don't, don't have, have to. to. It's going to be a really long podcast because I will only finish half of my sentences. Sandwiches. Welcome back. We're back for an emergency podcast and so ready to discuss the Traitors Australia. And it's just, just me who has a lot to say. I'm joined every week by Wilf and Ivan. Hello, Wilf. How are you? Um, I'm all right. I didn't get to introduce myself properly, but I'm okay. Ivan, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good. I was just watching TV last week and I saw this guy. Um, he went up, he was, he, he looked a bit like you actually, Will, but it couldn't have been you because... He was good looking. <laughs> well, yeah. That was and he had makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Okay, yeah. He was on stage at the NTAs accepting an award for, what was it, best television show ever? Was it best best ever programme? That, was. was that the award? I think it's sex- sexiest looking contestant. Sexiest looking losing contestant. Oh, no. It, no, it was actually, let's see how many casts we can get there without the cast being there. That was the mm. award. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see how many cast members we can offend by not inviting them. Um, I think you did brilliantly, Will. I loved seeing you up there. It was amazing to see you as the face of the show, and I was just massively, massively proud of you. So yeah, well done, thanks, mate. man. Well, well yeah, done. Now, if you're just joining us, this podcast is all about reality games. Every week, we look at the biggest losers, and there's a few this week, the best scheming, and the most <laughs> iconic bits of reality TV. Tonight, we debrief the great finale for Traitors Australia. As always, be warned, we are entering a spoiler zone. Proper spoiler zone, guys. If you have seen Series 2 of The Traitors of Australia, that's good news. If you haven't, 
there will be some spoilers again. And it starts now with no, Ivan's no, recurring no. segment. <laughs> Ivan, tell us what we've missed so far in this segment. That's called Ivan, what happened so far, Ivan? Ivan, what's happened so far, Ivan? Thanks for asking so many times. Yeah, Ivan. Uh, thanks, thanks, guys. So, Ivan, what's happened so far? Yeah, I feel really empowered right now. Um, we are at episode nine, the final episode of season two of The Australian Traitors. We have five remaining contestants entering the final day. Faithfuls, Sarah and Liam, and traitors, Sam, Blake and Camille. The traitors intend to work together and share the money three ways. There's a mission, I guess, but I didn't watch it. Back at the castle, Sam tries to turn the final two faithfuls against each other. Good move. The unified traitors go for Liam, and Sarah, crying, buys it. We're down to four, with just one faithful. Sam is fully laughing at this point. They don't even need to hide anymore. It's a nice night. So they do one final elimination outside. The unified traitors vote for the final faithful Sarah and get rid of her, which leaves us with three. The three traitors enter a prisoner's dilemma situation. Steal or share? All share, they split the money. All steal, nobody gets the money. Otherwise, the people who steal get the money. They all steal. Nobody wins a penny. And that's how we end the most dramatic episode of The Traitors I have ever seen. Honestly, one of the most incredible finale. Now we'll get to the big moment, the split or steal in a second. But first, I want to take you back to the beginning of that uh, final day. And I want to chat about strategies, how you move from there. Uh, let's start with the traitors. It's a big day for the traitors. There's three traitors, two faithfuls. The game is probably in their bag. How do you go from there, Will? Of a massive that? Mm. that is <laughs> a farce, yeah. The second reoccurring segment of the oh. series. Oh. Wilfred's got a reoccurring segment. The reason being is because in this episode, if you watch it, you'll notice everybody saying, I'm 100% faithful. I'm 100% faithful. So, are you 100% faithful? So, my wife, right here. Are you admitting you're having an affair? No, 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 no. I'm not having an affair. She's 100% <laughs> faithful. I'm 100% faithful. She's going to text. All of us right now. Yeah. If you're a faithful or a traitor, two people are going to be faithful. One's a traitor. Oh my god! And we have to talk and deliberate of and justify if you're a hundred percent faithful. Yeah. Let, let me just get my pen and paper so I can murder people. Are we actually playing the traitors? But three <laughs> yeah. person the traitors right three now. Persons right now. I love this. So we're going to start with. Um, me. All right. I'm 100% faithful because I was a traitor before, so why would someone make me a traitor again? Like, let's be honest. I'm the, the most likely to be a traitor, so why would they do that? That That's that's my defence so far, Ivan. I'm going to say I'm 100% faithful because I think it would make a lot of sense for her to make me a traitor. Uh, therefore, it would be a, a better... Outthinking her slightly here, it'd be a better call to make Ryan the traitor. Oh! Traitor Ryan, come on, I'm putting pressure on you right now. Are you 100% faithful? I can confirm I'm 100% faithful. It says here, just here. Can you do your best impression of Claudia, please? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, traitors. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say I'm 100% faithful, but it only makes sense for one person here to be a traitor, and that's inevitably... Ivan. Ivan, here's the massive strategy. It's not going to be you again, Wilf, let's be honest. It's your wife, we know her. I agree, it's not Wilf. Ivan, you are yeah. the massive strategy. I'm a faithful, I've always been a faithful, realistically. Yeah. Like, you've seen my edits. Would a traitor get that edit? No, they wouldn't. Um, 
No, not at all. Uh, this is what I'm thinking, Will. Uh, you ought to text him last, which means she probably went faithful, faithful, traitor. I noticed that you got your text first, Will, then me, and then Ryan last. I'm almost certain she went faith. And I'm metagaming here, but See, I'm almost certain she went... No, 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 you're not metagaming. You're completely making something up, uh, which is great if you're Sam on Traitors Australia, but realistically... <laughs> That sort of bullshit doesn't fly with us here because we're just a slightly yeah. better level of faithfuls. Look, I've worked the hardest. <laughs> right, here we go. We're going for we're going for a vote here. Yeah, we know exactly what we're doing here, mate. Yeah, we know exactly. Yeah, we. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Ryan's gun fingers. <laughs> I'm terrified of this. <laughs> yeah, you've seen my fingers, but definitely not the guns. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> You lot and your sexual insinuendos were never going to get paid or sponsored because of yours. It'll be love, honey. Oh, do you want to... Let's sit on this egg and do the whole podcast. Ah, oh, I feel really good about this podcast. <laughs> There's a real buzz about this one. Yeah. You know, if you get the the Christmas calendar, you get 25 different vibrators. Yeah. Is that true? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I've definitely not been asked to do that. <laughs> I haven't but I'm te- love honey call me hey love honey call me mate call me love honey don't call me back <laughs> I'll, te- I'll stick all 25 in pop one out each day <laughs> you are the you are the outside calendar <laughs> you gotta find the right door alright come on who's voting first right, Ryan's going first like, I voted for a person who's so obviously a traitor because I know I'm a faithful, so really it reduces the choice down quite quickly. And the person I voted for is Ivan. Oh, so I'm going for the obvious one. Yourself? <laughs> it's, no, not me. I could never be a traitor again. Is Ivan. I think you're the traitor, Ivan. That means I have the deciding vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ask Hannah, maybe, yeah. Not that it matters, guys, but... I went for Ryan. So if you're a traitor, can you go, oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, got it. <laughs> you got me. You got me. What gave it away? Um, I, I put Ryan initially, but I was like, yeah, I thought you did. Actually, I thought you did. I thought I'd won you over there, mate. No, because I pretended you won me over, but you was—you were like Sam. You was just too much. Yeah, you were like you were. You, the thing is, you were deflecting, using stuff that logically doesn't actually make sense, which is the Sam technique. No, it did logically make sense. It, no, no, but, no, like but, some of the arguments, like they were too meta to make sense. It was just somebody clearly like grasping at straws, which is what Sam did every time. Except in his case, it worked because the faithfuls were not maybe were a tiny bit thicker than we were. Thank you, Yod. Thanks, Yoda. Thanks, Yoda. And you can find Yota back every week on a brand new episode of It's Just a Wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ivan. I thought you could play the game better. <laughs> well done, guys. Right, anyway, where were we? Anyway, uh, we were just asking now, how do you strategize? There's three traitors, two faithfuls. It's the beginning of the day. You've just woken up. You've gone to breakfast. You've grabbed your hash brown and your overcooked croissant. What do you do? If you're a traitor, how do you move from there to ensure yourself a win? And bear in mind, at this point, you do not yet know the rules of the share split. So at this point, it's just a case of at least making it as far as possible. Uh, Ivan. Okay, I'll start. Sure. The first thing you've got to do 
if you're a traitor, is bring it down three traitors to one faithful. Um, the reason then is that whatever happens, as long as two traitors are working together, they can finish the game. We'll get to that later because I've got a very strong opinion about how the game should have ended had they really thought about it. But if you're a traitor, the first thing to do is, uh, yeah, make sure that you get down to one faithful. If you're a faithful, if you know there's three traitors, it's too late for you. If you know there's two traitors, I think the best thing to try and do is start appealing to people as if they are, it doesn't matter if they're a traitor or a faithful, it's about whether they want to win or not, right? So because we don't know the numbers, and even if we do, and you know it's split, we need to start appealing to who do you want to win the game? Because as we've seen, traitors will turn on each other so quickly. Faithful will turn on each other so quickly. So really, it doesn't matter what team you're on anymore. This is and has always been a single player game, not a team game. So if you're going to start campaigning, you've got to start asking people, who do you want to win? Who do you want in your final three? And then they'll forget their allegiance. They'll forget what role they were given. And all they'll think about is survival of the fittest. Who do we want in the final three? Me? Can I go? Well, yeah. How do you, how do you go from there? You're a traitor in the final. You wake up on the final day. You know, I know it's something you've never experienced before, but trying to imagine it's the last day of the show and you're a traitor. How do you move from there? Well, what you've got to think, right, is if you don't know the end game, it's really hard to plan. And I think that's why every single traitor's series will be different yeah. because the end game is always open. So the producers will look and see what's happening and they'll pick their end game, right? Uh, that's what I think personally. And I think the the problem with the Australian traitors, especially this season, actually, when I look at last season, same thing. With our season, it was very organic. You could see me walking from room to room um, towards the end, speaking to Kieran, speaking to Hannah, trying to do this. All you see is them sitting in the same places. Like there's no transition between them walking to different places or anything like that. And for me, that makes it look overproduced. It's like you two have a conversation. Let's make these people. And that really disappointed me in the final that I just, it, it really looked overproduced. Yeah. It's because of the layout actually. It's because to get to the banishment room, you have to go through the jacuzzi and everyone's naked there. So it's really awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They show their hand when Sam and Blake loudly talk about being traitors in a public place. And you're like, okay, well, no other contestants are allowed in this room right now. You've definitely said this is a Sam and Blake scene. And like, at that point, you realize what you're dealing with and you realize how much less this reality is than perhaps we were provided in the UK show. And I think that that um, when you come to your question, how would I play it in the end game? I can't actually answer your question, mate, because for me, I'm somebody that, that plans ahead. So I'm somebody that plans ahead. And if I don't know the end game, that's why I struggled in the end game, mm. like in our, our own game, because I just didn't know how it's going to end. And that's what really threw me off. I had my strategy and I knew what my strategy was. But when I realized that, Actually, I don't know how it ends. Next time, Wolf, you can pay closer attention, uh, like me, who found a piece of paper laying around the castle with the rules for the final about three days in. Uh, and casually kept that all to myself, of course. Oh, well done, mate. To be fair, it was marked as a draft at that point. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're changing things on the day. Amazing. But yeah, I mean, I do, I do think there's not really a way you can strategize that day actually. And it's not necessarily because of the, of the setting for each creators to faithful. It's also in big part because of the faithfuls you're dealing with. I mean, you're dealing with like Sarah, like you is such an unknown. Like it's actually like, it's insane. Like Sarah just managed to like, Every episode fuck up the game for everyone else in a different way. It's like a masterclass in taking L's after L's. Like in bad place, she was unreliable from the first episode to the last episode. Well, what you, what you got to think about is 
the best way to play this game is if you identify the traitors, you become their friends. Like that, that is it. Like, and she's just showing that. Well, like she lasted so long. And the thing is, once somebody does start finding them, <laughs> they're done. They're done. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah. Like, like Annabelle. Annabelle. Rest Luke, in peace. Like people like that. Uh, Ivan, a uh, question for you in terms of strategy. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit last week, but the question is. At this stage, the way this configuration, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, you know what? There's actually a way the faithfuls could win this. It's not impossible. They could actually start going for traitors because the traitors are going to try to turn on each other. It's actually possible. I'm just like, yeah. do you think this can have happened? Do you think this win could actually have happened? I, th- I think we've, we've, I mean, Will, you've definitely got a point with what you're saying, which I think there's a lot of luck, but also the people who really have the skills to strategize towards the end have been got rid of before. The traders have the power to select who's in the final few, mm. and that's a massive thing for them to do. In the end, yes, as I just said before, the way that you as a faithful try and strategize in the final is by appealing to people, not by which team they're on, but by who they want in the final. Because if you, if, if let's say Liam were to go to Blake and be like, do you actually want Sam to be in the final? No matter whether he's a traitor or a faithful, he's going to try and fuck you over in the last round like that's what you do Mm. because at this point it is very much just a personal game actually at this point it doesn't really matter whether you're a faithful or traitor traitors have no more murdering power all it is is a block a voting block so all you've got to do is change the voting block especially when we've got this prisoner's dilemma at the end which even if they don't know that's going on they know there's going to be some sort of end game situation so yes the faithfuls can win the thing that's stopping the faithfuls from winning is the traitors being unified my point in this final is I have no idea why the traitors stayed unified when they got rid of Sarah. So they got rid of Liam, makes total sense, completely right. At that point, if I'm Blake or I'm Camille, I'm going to the other one and saying, listen, Sarah's definitely voting Sam here. Even if she's not, Sam's definitely voting Sarah. So all we have to do is both vote Sam and Sam is gone. It is literally impossible because Sam and um, Sam and Sarah won't vote the same way, as long as Blake and Camille both vote Sam when there's four left, Blake and Camille get to the final three. They can get rid of Sarah and then they can do a prison slam between them. They knew Sam was going to steal. They said that clearly. That's why the whole ending happened the way it did, because they knew Sam was going to steal. So just avoid it. Let, let me just say, I think Sam doomed himself. Um, Sam doomed himself very, very, very yeah. early on. Because what happens is he tried to turn on... I turned on the traitors... I had to at them times. So like with Alyssa, I had to. With Amanda, um, it was just, everyone was going, like people were talking about her and I was like, let me just, I've got to go for it because I didn't really trust her. But he was gunning for traitors. What that does is you gun for traitors, traitors know you're gunning for them. You're never going to get the trust, which means you're never going to be able to split ever because they're never going to trust you to split. That like, he doomed himself. He doomed himself. He would never win this game. Ever. I completely agree with you. But then why do they take him to the last three? Because they also yeah. doomed themselves. Like Camille and Blake made it also. They couldn't win a penny because they let him get to the final three. What I'm saying is with four of them left, they had all the tools they needed to get rid of Sam at that point, And they still didn't do it. And I just don't know why. Why did they bring him to the final three? It doesn't make no sense to I me. I really don't get it. I fully agree with you, Ivan. It makes so much sense when you strategize in that day. You know that Sam is going to backstab you you know that if you want a chance at winning this game you have to get rid of sam before you get to prisoner's dilemma like it's just insane that nobody for a second went like it only took one of them as well and then it'd be a tie and they could work their way out of that like it only took one traitor like for me yeah i'm gonna be honest when it came to the final um and um who was it camille had to make her final decision i'm not gonna lie 
I respect her decision. I think it's really good. Like, if no one's going to, like, you're not going to win, I, I'm not, like, if I'm not going to win, no one's going to win. But for me, honestly, if I knew I was brought on to be backstabbed, I would have just been like, okay, okay, like, I, at least someone wins. Like, oh, for me, that's oh, me as a nah. person. I don't know why. But the thing is, it's the same as what, 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 um, what, what's his name, Dan? What Kieran did. It was, if no one's going to, you're not going to win if I'm not going to win. I think. That, that, that's the same thing. A similar thing. feeling. I agree. But mm. I, I also think that there was something really triumphant, and maybe it's just the editing. There's something really triumphant about it until you think of what I was just saying, which is the fact that they, did, they didn't have to get to that point. Like, if we, and, and what you're saying, Will, is a really good point. That, like, Sam called it upon himself through the entire series. Forget about that. Just think about episode nine on its own. They didn't have to get to that point, and yet they did. And I think it's a huge shame that Blake and Camille between them couldn't literally add up two plus two and figure out that they could win the game. And let's be honest, Camille and Blake, I really wanted Blake to win. Yeah, I really exactly. did. I, I thought, yeah. do you know what? He had to put up with Sam's shit. And then Sam, Sam starts having a go at him in this yeah. episode going, you you, um, you um, voted for me in the past. And I'm like, mate, you literally <laughs> backstab everyone you could, but like out of your own heart, not out of, yeah. I had to because I had to like, mm. and then Blake goes, I voted for you because I thought the majority were, which is, what I I yeah. did, I voted for, it was me or Alyssa, and it was like, I have to vote for Alyssa to try and get people to vote her out, right? Um, so I, do, I I feel really sorry for Blake, and you can see how sad he was at the end. Yeah, Blake's yeah. face at the end is, it tells such a story of like, why did I go with you at every stage? This is where you led me. This was your doing that led me here, and I sat by your side the entire time and let this happen. I repeatedly told you I wouldn't trust you, and yet in the end, what did I do? I trusted you, and it's, it's the most tragic thing. And then he tried, and then so... Camille's off and then Sam tries to like buddy up with Blake and he's just like I'm done and it's the best two words I've ever heard in the show because it's like yeah mate you're done but it's too late you should have made this decision a lot earlier if he's going to backstab you you backstab him first yeah it was brilliant tv but tragic to watch and tells an amazing story about what being a traitor does to you now look we, we've talked about all the strategy leading up to the split uh, or steal uh, now let's talk about the actual moment itself. My first question for, for both of you is, how do we feel about that rule? Obviously, it's a new thing for the producers, which has to be unique because the situation we're in in the final is unique. You know, we get to the final, we've got three traitors, one faithful, um, and then three traitors. So we've got to come up with a new rule. And they, they come up with that. It's quite unique. But how do you feel about that rule? Did you did you like it? Did you thought it was a good idea? Did you thought it sort of ruined the end game, Ivan? Yeah, no, I, I'm not a fan, actually. Um, I love The Prisoner's Dilemma. I, I liked it in Golden Balls. Um, but it does take over the entire show. It kind of renders a lot of the rest of it unimportant. I don't, I mean, because of Traitor Series 1, I also get the idea that it's kind of like, oh, no matter who's left over, you still have this dilemma to make. Which, again, what's the point of Traitors then? Because it's like, it, we as the Traitors got this far. I think it would have been really amazing if the last three had then had done the UK thing of like, do we end the game or do we vote again? So actually, no, like while it's always dramatic, I don't think I like it. I don't think it really feeds Mm. back into what the game's led up to. It's almost like you play 89 minutes of football and then play one minute of rugby at the end. It's like, well, (laughs) hang on, you know, do do you know what what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I get get you. It was quite a, I, I can see it's a bit annoying. Like I would have also quite enjoyed to see, you know, sort of like, let's keep voting until we decide to stop voting. Because I can imagine this would have ended with, you know, Sam probably going out first and then Blake and Camille, I think might actually have shared the money together. Maybe a prizzy D if you get down to the last two, because you can't have a public vote. You can't have a vote when there's two of them, right? When there's yeah. three of them, I think maybe the game. What about you, Will? What do you think? 
ultimately, I didn't like it. I hated it. I think Split or Steel, for me, after... Like, I know... Like, listen, I lost fair and square. I was like, well, <laughs> square. Um, <laughs> I, I lost, right? And But I played the game and we, we went to the end game together and whatever. But I feel like if I did all of that, all of this shit I had to go through, and then at the end you have to split or steal with someone... It's like fuck me, Matt. Can't you just like? Can't we just win now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit too much. But now, beyond the concept, let's talk about the strategy going in. Let's actually uh, hijack this and go to my new recurring Ooh. segment, Prizzy B. What we're going to do is much like what Yoda did earlier, but I definitely thought of it before we started. I'm going <laughs> to set you down as the final two in my series. Here's how it's going to work. Right now you have in front of you a screen or a piece of paper. You have to write split or steal on the piece of paper. If you both write split, I buy you both a drink. If you both write steal, you both buy me a drink. And if you write steal and the other writes split, then I and the other person buys you a drink. So some way, two drinks are getting bought, all right? I'll give you a little bit okay. of time to uh, strategize with each other about what you're going to do. And when you're ready, I will then ask you to write the word down. So if you've written it down already, you can still change. Over to you. Well, can I just say something? I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I'm going to write seal no matter what. No matter what you do, I'm putting seal <laughs> down. So now you've got an option. If you split with me, I'll still write seal. So no matter what, you really don't, don't have much of an option. Because if you write seal, then we both lose and we both arrive in a drink. If you write split... I will let you offer you. Do not have to buy me a drink. How about how about we just take we just take Ivan's money? Yeah, but no, no, because I don't trust you. So realistically, I'm telling you, no matter what you say here, I will go steal. So quite simply, the best thing you can do right now, the best option for you if you're rational, is you go split. Because then I will let you offer you. Do not have to buy me a drink. So at least you won't lose money by having to buy Ivan a drink because we'll have both stolen. I've got the money. I don't particularly mind. I will pay for Ivan's drink. But you, if you ride steel here today, you're also buying him a drink that you can get away with not paying if you ride split. Okay, the time for talk is over. Will you please both write down split or steal? Ryan, are you ready? Yeah. Wilf, are you ready? I'm ready. Then we will get this out of the way. First of all, Ryan, because we feel like we know what you're going to say. Ryan? I'm not lying. It's a steal. He's written steel. Wilf, please show us the word you've written down. Split. He's put split, which means Ryan has earned himself a drink from both you and me. We'll what both... the fuck? So I still have to buy you a drink? <laughs> I thought there was no buying you a drink. <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to have to buy me a drink too. <laughs> no, 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 no. The show is called The Traitors, Wilf. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I should have murdered you ages ago. All right, so there we go. That's the strategy. Next question. <laughs> I mean, I guess that does answer the question. That is exactly how we display any total steel situation. Yeah. I would just have to go like this because I think, in, like, from the game theory point of view, it makes sense. Ivan, what's your strategy? Is this something similar, or how, how would you approach the split to steel? You can't win this game. Yeah, you can't win this game, right? But you're right in a sense, Ryan, that if you say I'm going to split, and if you do, if your strategy is to split, then no one else ever comes out better than you, right? So you'll never go out of it feeling like, oh, he did better than me, because you're always going to have the exact most amount of money available. In this case, 
it was zero. But in every other case, no matter what you do, if you steal, you always get the most amount of money available. Mm. Unfortunately, if everyone uses that process, then no one gets any money. So is that all right? Well, that's game theory. I mean, in the end, what would I do? I'd probably try and wait and see at the time who it was going to be. Um, it yeah. sucks. It's horrible. It's not fun. It's unwinnable. And in the long term, everyone loses out. Over to you, Will. <laughs> I'd put split because if they both put still, I'm not bothered. Yeah, but if you if you put split, you're basically always putting yourself in the weaker position because you will yeah. always be running the risk of you know it getting stolen. Like for you, minimise your outcomes really. I believe, like, I made decisions that weren't great. So it's like, do you know what? At the end, I'm not. I don't mm. even care. Like, as long as I make some people happy, like, I'd rather some people be happy around that round fire or whatever round table slash fire <laughs> than just everyone be miserable. Yeah. So I just do split. And I think that's a personality element you've got to take into account. Um, and I think it's a good reason why you would do split, but that has to depend on who you've got in front of you. And now if you add this layer of complexity, if you add the fact you're playing in front of Sam, if you're playing with Sam, there is no scenario where you can go for anything but steal because you know he will always steal. No, not at all. If Blake was there... If Blake was there, I'd, I'd happily do a split. I'd, I'd rather Blake go over and miss something. Which is why I'll go back to this original point. Don't let Sam get into the final game. You had all the power you needed. Yeah. Just think about it. Just add it up. Anyway, sorry. I've got B in my bonnet because I just watched the whole thing being like, well, at least they can get rid of him with four left. They didn't get... I was like, why not? Why? Mm. Anyway. He played a great game, though. He did play a great he game. Played, I'm not sure he played as much of a great game as the others in front of him just played a bad game. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that too. They were very, 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 uh, no no offence, but they were very weak faithfuls and the stronger faithfuls got out. That is, that's the frustrating bit. It's part of the game. As Camille says in the final, it's just a game. But And then she said it like three times. It's just yeah. a game, it's just a game. And I was like, that's our podcast name. It's me. Uh, but no, look, two last one I want to mention on that split or steal before we wrap up um, or review of this series. The first one is, can we talk for a second about Australia? What the fuck, Australia? Why do I see like giant flying insects flying around Roger in, at that fire pit? Like the animals, like, did you see this? Like they were like the insects must have been the size of my boob. Yeah. Oh, huge. <laughs> yeah, massive. <laughs> and then, but the the best thing is that, like, you guys obviously didn't see it because you didn't last as long. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. So, All right, so, cool. See you guys later. So we were sitting around the fire pit, right? We were sitting around the fire pit, and we look up, and we look like we're at a funeral. So all of these cameramen were wearing these long black like veils as such, like covering <laughs> themselves for the mosquitoes. Yeah, and we're sitting there being eaten by mosquitoes at this fire pit, and it's just. Like, and then when I went to an Australian one, I was like, I'd rather be eaten by mosquitoes. Did you see the size of them? It's like iPhones running around. It's painful in the UK version. You get bit by mosquitoes, but at least you warned the 33. Th oh, sorry, never mind. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's just talk about the last few moments, the reactions, this end, because I know it's something everyone will have an opinion yes. about. Yeah. Sam, like, Sam, I get wanting to play the villain, but there's that point where you went from being the villain to just being like the villain. <laughs> there's that point where you went from being the villain to like basically a sociopath. I'm sorry. How could you yeah. not realize that you were being extremely rude to Camille about this? And it's the same thing you'd been doing for the past few days. I just do not understand how you can like seriously look at her in the eyes and be like, oh, you betrayed us when that's what you've been doing the whole time. I, I think. I think with uh, reality TV, there's a big there's a big difference between playing a villain and actually not being a nice person. Mm. 
And I think that really, if he came out and was like, I played the game, blah, 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 then fair enough. But he played the villain, but he just seemed like, actually, you're not a nice person. Yeah, he comes out, he gives it all away when he says, I did all the hard work. Oh, and so did Blake. And and, and actually, I've heard this before about other people as well who were traitors and like, I did all the hard work. They have no idea the paranoia that is in your head when you're a faithful because you can't sleep at night. Mm. Traitors can sleep very well indeed. And actually, like, he's making these... A lot less hours, though. A lot less hours. I mean, no, because I I didn't get to sleep till three in the morning. So, like, I mean, yeah, I think, you you know, it's... I didn't get home till three in the morning. you You can make all the comparisons you want. In the end, you spend the entire day, in both cases utterly terrified my point here is who's he to say we did all the hard work you've been on a reality tv show and you spent most of the time giggling to each other or finger guns it wasn't that hard work was it mate have you ever done a day of work in your life if you think that's hard work so basically he's got no idea what he's talking about saying he did all the hard work we've talked about sam's reaction kind of quite offensive really so, uh, camille and blake i just like I felt really bad. It's just, it's what you said earlier, Ivan. They just, basically, they ended up in this situation, no matter what they did in their last episode, they just, there wasn't much more they could do once they decided to keep him on. And it's just like, it's quite sad seeing like yeah. all their like hopes. Then they can, you can see they feel like they was in touching distance of the gold and then they know it's not happening. I think Camille felt like she got a win out of that. I think Blake felt like he got a massive loss. And, you know, we looked at his face. We saw the tears. We saw that once he'd voted steel, the only two words he said in the entire series after that were, I'm done. And I think we saw all we needed to see there. Camille can count it as a win. Blake can count it as a loss. And Sam can count it as a super loss. And I think it's a bittersweet way to end the series, but it really, to me, felt very satisfying. It it felt like watching a tragedy. It was beautiful. Mm. I'm not going to ask you a question, Ryan. I'm going to propose a new one. Can we name our three favourite people from this series? Oh, yeah. I, I can tell you mine. First, Orna. Elias, I think I wanted to see more outfits from him. Um, Annabelle, I thought she was on it and she was the best faithful. And Guyton, I really like Guyton. I'm sorry. Was there a guy named Elias in the series? I've forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> he was the one who he was the one who like was about to pop when he got accused in the first episode. <laughs> oh, I generally don't remember that guy. No, I generally don't. <laughs> it was Elias. Some some um, what's her name? Sally. Sally was walking around accusing Elias and someone else. No, there wasn't. No, there was no Sally. She looks like a Sally. Sarah or whatever her name is. Oh, I'm going to go for Philip. Uh, loved the time when he wore that skirt. Uh, Jonty. Uh, love Jonty's play back in episode two. And Lucille. Uh, amazing Ooh, yeah, yeah. work, Lucille. Yeah, she did great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm going to, I'm going to go for Wilf, Ivan and Ryan. I, I mean, actually my three is probably Annabelle, Peden and Blake. My three favorites very quickly, Annabelle, Luke, Blake. Okay. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. Out of all of the episodes, all of the series of traitors you've seen across countries, yeah. who are your two best? And Robert, Roger Corsa and Fergus. Ah! <laughs> Ryan? Um, oh, that's really hard. I'm going to go for Annabelle in the Australian one. And uh, Michael from the US, you know what? Mine's um, Siri and 
Amanda. Like genuinely Amanda. Amanda from yeah. the UK. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was she played it better than every other traitor there. She just fucked up once. I can't just... think of a traitor or two play better, but uh you know. Depends how good of a strategy it is to just go around and be like, maybe they are not traitors. I really liked her edit. <laughs> And we'll leave it at that. Look, thank you so much if you've been listening to us for this debrief of the Traitors of Australia. This has been a fantastic series. We'll be back very soon to look at more reality TV. Maybe we'll have some guests. Maybe we'll have a chat with some of uh, the more iconic contestants that we really grew to learn about and love. And on that note, if you like the podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe, follow us, give us a five-star review. And you can find us on social media at it's just a game dot podcast. My name is Ryan Rashidi. You can find me on Instagram at Anthony Urbanese. I don't even understand what he said. I feel like it's a different language. He's the Prime Minister. He's the Australian Prime Minister. What what do you say though? Is that oh, I'm an Urbanese? I'm a bit of a dizzy. <laughs> you can find me at Wilfred Webster. I'm being serious. And you can find me at Fresh Parajeezy. <laughs> <laughs> and from all of us here, I'll see you very soon and goodbye. Bye. Bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.